I'm not sure. Mixed views on what have you got Brewdog. there? Brew dog. I mean, it's the that that's the beer for the person who's not hip enough to realise they're not hip. Hello and welcome to the Long Snap Podcast. This is episode 42. Can you believe it? Uh, keep that my, uh, number in your mind because it is our first uh, guest of any esteem. Usually we just got mix on and this is kind of the same, but uh, we've got someone who's actually relevant in uh, sport and NFL. Welcome, Neil Dunn. How you doing, fella? I'm very, very well. It's, it's been a long time since I've been called relevant. <laughs> more, more relevant is, is what I meant to say definitely more relevant uh, the uh, man please. has a blue tick against his Twitter yeah, I don't think that, they, can, they can come bigger than that is that a chat up line Neil do, do you start by saying uh, <laughs> um, as, 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 as my, my, my good lady can actually hear me so I'm going to say no <laughs> 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 enough said um, as well as Neil we've got Doug Adam uh, uh, how you doing boys all good all good I've been yeah. I've been ultra manly today and doing stuff with wood nice well it depends if you was carving princesses mate I've been doing manly. stuff with wood and I've been screwing stuff and uh, it's been good Congrats. where are we going with that <laughs> <laughs> so we're back to talk um, NFL uh, so, what's been happening in the NFL? Uh, not a lot, really. <laughs> what have you boys been seeing? Mate, it's nothing, the no- dead time, isn't it? Yeah. This, this time of year. What I love um, about it is, like, even even all the, um, like, mainstay NFL outlets, even they're just like, look, guys, nothing's going on. We're just going to, we'll get a load of people in the office and talk about cornhole. That's essentially what happens. <laughs> Top 100 line judges. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Top five offside just... penalties of 2016. <laughs> yeah. It's just brutal right now. <laughs> um, I, I actually I lo- looked at the NFL website to see what news there actually was, according to them. And the only things were people either saying they're playing in a really good team or saying that they want to play in a really good team, uh, which doesn't strike me as, as news particularly. So that's pretty much all. That's... Absolutely ground breaking um, reveal from some of these people yeah okay, exactly. I, lo- I love it when they come out and say I'm in the best shape of my life and I really think I'm going to do well this year yeah no shit sir like, well I should hope so but, fella you know uh, with the money I feel really paid. shit right now this is going to be <laughs> the worst year I'm trying to run away with as much money as I possibly can yeah <laughs> just keep it depends as well you know what your feelings on shapes are I mean because my best shape is round and, and I am round so you know it's... just keep just keep cashing them checks that's the thing yeah it? <laughs> Eddie Lacey. <laughs> Eddie Lacey, yeah. Eddie, yeah, I'd love Eddie Lacey to come out in a press conference and just say, yeah, well, to be honest, the last six weeks, I've just been eating crab legs, you know, <laughs> burgers. I've not really been to the gym. Uh, I've let my membership lapse, you know. <laughs> I can't, I can't <laughs> with syrup. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the guy's so chunky. We had, um, we had Mr. Brady come out and uh, respond to, uh, regarding his wife and claiming he had a concussion. Uh, is this dead patter? Is this nothing? Or is this another in a long list of Brady bullshit in the NFL? Uh, Neil, if you don't know, Craig well, doesn't like Tom Brady. Uh, that's, that's, not, that's not strictly accurate. I, 
I would like to murder Tom Brady. No, that's not true. Obviously, we're online. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not his biggest fan. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. he's you know he, he is somewhere up there in the every man you know common common man rankings with you know JJ Watt and Russell Wilson. Yeah, <clears throat> in the sense that you know whatever comes out of his mouth sounds incredibly well rehearsed and also sounds like a pile of crap. Um, yeah. But he, he came on, you know, basically the whole thing was to rub in as well when he said, you know, look, my wife obviously knows we go to this, we sleep in the same bed every night. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't keep coming back to that thing. You know, obviously she knows when I'm hurt. She knows when I have a concussion. She knows when I have a bad game. We were in bed again. And, you know, then she asked me, this, <laughs> and, and she said, you know, last night when we were in bed together, and Tom, we get it, mate, you know. Yeah. Just let it go, yeah. Tom. Yeah. The only thing yeah, he don't, the only thing he hasn't done there is told everyone how much money he's got. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware. I'm shagging Giselle. I've also got a shitload of cash. I don't know if you see my cars. It doesn't matter. He would have just been doing that, rolling his fingers <laughs> as he was saying it. <laughs> Never had an In and Out burger though, have you, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> or a strawberry, apparently. <laughs> um, I, I think. Tom Tom Brady. I don't know. Has anyone watched the series Workholics that I keep banging on about in any other business? Nah, man. no. I'll tune out. Yeah. One of the uh, <laughs> one of the characters in that has got a history of concussions. And if anyone if anyone in the NFL looks me straight in the eye and tells me that they're not having problems with concussions, they're all talking out of their anus, aren't they? But if you get hit well, in the face by a three hundred pound man with any part of his body. The, the little spongy bit inside your head isn't going to react well to it, is it? And I suppose that's the point, isn't it? I mean, it's just bullshit. You probably did have a concussion just like every other NFL player in the league. Shut I mean, up, I've, right? I've, I've had a concussion because um, was, we were playing five-a-side quite a few years ago now. Um, and it was then, you know, one of these pens that they keep you in, you know, yeah. to, to yeah. throw things at you, you know, <laughs> especially in rough inner cities where they just basically, it's, they can't afford a gladiatorial arena, so they'll have five-a-side instead. And... <laughs> Um, have you ever seen the film, you know, Mighty Ducks? Mm-hmm. You know, the, they have the, the fellow who's the yep. fastest man in the world but can't stop. Yeah. <laughs> take, the, take the fastest man in the world part away, and that's me. I couldn't stop when I was running. So I ran, I was running after the ball, I played it towards the goal, and I ran, I hit the fence. And I felt, you know, just a bit, bit wobbly, but I was okay. But at two o'clock the next morning, um, my mum found me um, sitting outside on the drive with the front door open, just sitting there nodding. <laughs> like a bear she's in like, a Russian zoo. Yeah, she's like, um, Neil, are you coming in? And allegedly I said, um, if I'm Neil, who's this Charlie? <laughs> um, so I've, I've never, n- never adequately explained who Charlie was, but, you know, it's. I think if you've had an episode like that, you'd remember it. <laughs> I've got a question. <laughs> Uh, did you did you lead with your head? Because that sounds pretty serious, man. You should you should have braced, braced, get your hands out, do something. Take the shoulder, lower the shoulder, drop the shoulder, Neil. It's because you know you're coming close to the area and you can't kick the ball when it's in the area, so it's just straining for every last inch. As I then went into the metal, the metal bit. You know, pr- pr- clever person I am. I protected my midriff from the wooden bit, hit my head against the metal bit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, in in the time you know, in the time playing for the cheaters and the cats, I, I saw some people. There was one one particular middle linebacker. I know it's an outside linebacker called Coco, who, I mean, he he'd have a concussion like literally every third play. But then he'd sit on the sideline and he, and his girlfriend would go, "Coco, you got a concussion again?" He's like, "Yeah." 
yeah, uh, I'm going back in. And it just go back in. So, that, I mean, that blow's probably a mess now. I, I yeah. in 10 years. So yeah. Probably in the right state. Maybe well <laughs> dribbles, dribbles at the breakfast table. Uh, that's that's yeah. one thing you've got to look forward to, Craig, is is the pictures of like Tom Brady opening the Olympic Games in LA in like 2056, barely able to stand oh. up and having like well, six people around him shepherding him to the, to the <laughs> Olympic torch. We, we can only hope. We can only hope that at some point his missus has to clean his shit from his bed. This is getting uh, this is getting uh, yeah. down so, the road. We can't get that, back that, from it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do the quiz, Adam. This is uh, this is the I know you. I know you. I know you. I know you've prepared it diligently, and I'll, I'll wait to talk about fantasy football. Let's ask some questions. Hopefully, won't have to wait long. As, as you can tell, this is the effort we make when we have a guest on. Um, how this how this comes together, otherwise I do not know. Um, There's only like four miss- bits on the running order as well, so like yeah, it gets shorter and shorter. All the time. I missed like twenty five percent of what he had actually written down. It's it's the same effort that people make when they come around to visit. So uh, you know, it's, you've recaptured it. One <laughs> Let's do it. Don't, don't even show you where the toilets are, do they? That's it. No. And then um, they get the then they get the attitude when you crap in the corner. It's like <laughs> right. Who would like a rehash of an old an old quiz? Play your cards right. Yeah, oh, nice. we all uh, we all love that show. Um, and this is this is fantasy based, specifically last season's fantasy season. Um, I've got seven categories, and with three of you, you're going to get to choose two each in no particular order. And those seven categories are quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the New York Jets. You can see where I'm going with those last three. Um, for world but, of pain. Exactly. <laughs> um, for at least two of you. <laughs> um, so they're, they're the seven categories that you can you can choose. You can choose your own team if you like. Um, that's entirely up to you. Um, I'm going to start with the guest. Um, and perhaps finish with the guest as well. We might do it. We'll do a snake as we're doing a fantasy quiz. Um, so what you're going to do for each of these, there'll be five players. And what you're going to have to tell me to get appointed in each case is whether they had more or fewer, higher or lower even, fantasy points in 2016 than the previous person. Um, so I hope that makes sense. If you get all five, there'll be a bonus two points on offer in each round. Um, so Neil, as uh, as our esteemed guest, what would you like to to pick to lead off? Oh, I'd like tight ends, please. Oh, that's a a, a, a bold choice. Um, so the Still benchmark to start <laughs> the benchmark to start will be Rob Gronkowski. Uh, anyone just for fun like to say how many fantasy points he got in 2016? So it's standard scoring from the football database, by the way. Uh, no, one hundred sixty-six. Sixty-nine. I did not make that up. Sixty-nine nice. for Rob Gronkowski. If Gronk knew that, um, you know he'd be going. <laughs> I don't think he does. He can't do, can he? Um, so the first first player, are you going to go higher or lower for Hunter Henry? Higher. Uh, you'll be correct. He had ninety-one. Um, next up, uh, Gary Barnage. Uh, higher as well. Uh, that would be incorrect, I'm afraid. Oh. He uh, got 68 points, which may be why the 
the Browns didn't want to keep him. Um, next up from 68, Jimmy Graham. Higher. He would be right at 120. Um, following him, Delaney Walker. Higher. No. No. Really? 117. Uh, and finally, Greg Olson. Higher. Correct. Uh, at 121. So that's three out of five, which is a. A decent start and better than you could have got if you'd uh, you'd guessed where you'd obviously yeah. be moving half. Good game, good game. Uh, whoa, 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 there's a phone out there. Can we see a phone? We go through this every week. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm on Twitter, mate. Okay, all right, yeah. Um, that double tap, that double tap. <laughs> if, he would, if he was actually cheating, he'd probably win more often. Um, Leave it doggy, out. Doggy, doggy, nice and, What's your doggy, problem? Nice <laughs> Right, Why are you not paying attention? It's you, it's you that um, has the pleasure of picking the next category. Uh, yeah, I'll take um, the Chiefs. Okay. Um, the starting point for the Chiefs is uh, Cairo Santos uh, with 133 points. Um, do you think the Kansas City Chiefs defence will be higher, and low, higher or lower than 133? Higher. That's correct, at 205 points. So that, that would have put um, them like in the top 20 overall, wouldn't it? I believe, well, that, I, actually, I don't want to give anything away. I think they were actually the highest scoring defence in the entire NFL. Yeah, good job I dropped them after week three, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Marcus Mariota as well. Yeah, they? and Mariota, um, yeah. From yeah. the 205, next next player, Alex Smith. Be higher or lower than 205? Lower. Incorrect. He had uh, 246 really? points. Really? Average though, isn't he? <laughs> Extremely. It's ne- so out of order. Imagine your whole life, everyone just, you got to, you, you play at the highest level and your whole life, everyone just viewed you as average. That sucks. That is all the worst. It's the price you pay for being a white dude that can run fast in the NFL. Yeah, it's peak. <laughs> Oh, poor uh, from 246 Spencer Ware higher or lower oh, he was lower than Smith surely yeah he was at 150 um, and from there Travis Kelsey Kelsey was higher because he was the highest tight end I think uh, he was but tight ends don't seem to score as many points he only uh, had 133 um, and finally Tyreek Hill Ty Hill would have been higher than 133 he wouldn't. He only got 127. You're making this up, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> you would, you would know whether I was or not if you were looking at your phone more closely. Uh, you only got two there, Dougie. So we'll uh, we'll come back to you shortly. I, I, I was higher than that, surely. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me, um, Craig, you're up next. Uh, you have left QBs, running backs, receivers, the Eagles or the Jets. Who are you going to go for? Running backs. Running backs, okay. And your benchmark is LeGarrette Blunt with 219. Gaza. Um, Frank Gore, is he higher or lower? Lower. He is indeed with 165. And from there, Fat Rob, Rob Kelly. Lower. Correct again with 110. Um, From there... London born is he higher or lower than 100 higher yeah that's uh, that seems pretty obvious but 178 
Um, and next, Melvin Gordon. Oh, he went on a tear. Higher. Spot on again with 201. And finally, Devonta Freeman. Lower. No, he was 200. He got 217. Oh, fuck. Oh, Thrown away a couple of that is frustrating. Your reward so there is that you get to go again immediately. Camp, me? um, oh, I've just got to repair the mixer from that massive shower. <laughs> <laughs> just everything's blown up. You are in the lead, however, and it's it's your go next. And um, are you going to pick your own team? Question. Well, I think I've got the best chance of knowing that, and I think they have a best chance. So for that, I'm gonna go. Take your time, because it's great radio. Well, mate, you know, <laughs> sometimes you've got to make sacrifices. A sacrifice I'm willing to make. Let's go wide out. <laughs> okay. Steve Smith is your benchmark with 107 fantasy points last year. Um, is Rashad Matthews higher or lower than that? Higher. He is with 142. T.Y. Hilton higher or lower? Higher. Yes, 176. And from there, Larry Fitzgerald. I have Fitz lower. Lower, again, 132. And Devontae Adams. Mm. Uh, he was so inconsistent. Lower. Incorrect. He uh, managed to get 167. <laughs> and finally, Michael Crabtree. What was the last score? 167. Lower. Uh, that's correct. For 144, that gives you four again. You see, you're on eight points. So we need, we need bonuses, people. What are you saying, boys? What? What are you saying, fellas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you saying? Weeks off. I'm not even in the groove. Yeah. I come back, light it up. Mate. Like Kobe, score 45. What? A piece of toast lands butter side down 50% don't, of the time. Don't, don't, don't try it, bro. Don't hate on the game. <laughs> don't hate it. <laughs> Dougie. Yeah, mate. What are you going to go for? What's QBs, left? QBs, Eagles, or Jets? QBs, Eagles, or Jets? Jets. Interesting. Okay. There's a, a gamble. Um... You may not see numbers quite so high as some of the other categories. <laughs> yeah, what I was going to say, like, <laughs> leave it out. Wasn't their top, top scorer was uh, Rex Ryan, wasn't it? Leave it out. <laughs> it depends how many points you get for bar fights in Nashville with your brother. Um, lots. You get lots of points for <laughs> The Jets, we start with Bilal Powell on 129. Um, their defence, is it higher or lower? And 129. 129. They were proper shit, weren't they, Craig? <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, Trying to mean... get a nibble, look. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with lower. Lower. You would be correct. They, their defence scored 88 points. 88 points. Wow. Um, and from there, Austin Safarian Jenkins... Lower. Uh, yeah. 17 points he got. <laughs> Wait, Adam, mate. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Come back for this shit. 
<laughs> what bats? No, I don't suppose you did. Um, ne- next from from seventeen, Nick Falk, higher or lower? Nick Falk. Ah, oh, mm. this is a trick one though, isn't it? Because didn't he get cut? Lower. Higher, I'm afraid. Ah. Uh-huh. Nine. I've overthought it there, haven't I? <laughs> as hard as that may seem to believe. <laughs> um, get that phone away. Um, from 109, uh, Matt Forte. <laughs> Matt Forte. 109. No, lower? Higher, I'm afraid. He managed to rack up 142 points. And finally... That, oh, no, that only goes to show that all running backs, all that running backs have to do to score 140 points is like fall over 130 times, isn't it? You've watched a lot of the Jets. Did <laughs> <laughs> uh, from from 142, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Where are you going to go? Take time, mate. Radio and all that. No, no because <laughs> no, he played all season. Did he play all season? Oh, I don't know. I didn't pay any attention. Why did I pick the Jets? This was stupid. <laughs> Lower. Uh, no, higher, I'm afraid. 147. I think you got two again there. Yeah. Um, what, is, what does he need, Foxcroft? What does he need? He needs the bonus. Got to run the table. Got to run the table. Um, are you going to go for quarterbacks or, or your beloved Philadelphia Eagles? I'll go for the bane of my life, the Eagles. <laughs> Uh, we'll start with uh, Carson Wentz, who had 237 points. Um, and your first one, Ryan Matthews, higher or lower? Lower. Lower is correct, with 127. And followed by the Philadelphia defence. Higher. Yes, correct again, 173. Uh, next up, Jordan Matthews. Lower. Spot on, 91 points. And from Craig's there, 50p5p at the moment, isn't he, Craig? Brent Selleck, the higher or lower than 91? Lower. Spot on, oh. with a whopping 10 points. Has he done him? And finally, oh. <laughs> as, as the music gets, gets more dramatic, <laughs> Doriel Green Beckham, higher or lower than Brent Selleck? Right. Just about higher. With 45 points, he was indeed. <laughs> so what does that mean? Wait, what does that mean? What that means is that we have, that means... we know absolutely nothing, Craig. No, that I did all right. Just to speak for yourself, fella. Yeah, you get I some lost. fancy music now. And oh. Enjoy it. Oh, Neil, that is not cool. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've abused your hospitality. I'm That's, joking. Uh, Good shout. Well played. Yeah, and on your own team as well. Good effort, mate. Play the music and all that. You always excel with the quizzes, mate. You always do. Okay, well, after uh, a s- somewhat disappointing uh, victory for Neil, in, in terms of my perspective, congrats, came on, batters us all. Uh, it's not really a great look. So, <laughs> let's just move swiftly on uh, to something I'm very interested in. You're setting your dates now, uh, trying to coordinate the best day to draft amongst 15 people, which is going to be a nightmare. Adam, stopping it again, mate. Listen, why can't just, I just, just let it flow? Open the running order. Just, just let it flow and then see what happens after. I might chuck a plug in at some point, mate. Just fucking hell. Like, you, you don't have to be a school teacher, mate. This can be fun too. This is, this is creative. <laughs> Relax, bro. Relax. <laughs> you haven't even asked our guest if he'd like to like to get in on the, on I will, the plug. I will. 
right. Uh, okay. Since Adam, since Adam, we're like, uh, it's so specific. It has to happen now. Uh, <laughs> how, how, how can everyone get in touch with us? Neil, let's start with you, my friend. Um, I can be contacted with, with abuse. Um, which is pretty much most all, all I get most of the time uh, at Dutton 13 on the Twitter machine. Um, you know, I you know I, I try not to block anyone. I try not to. I, I mute a lot of people. Um, but you know, I'll be there <laughs> chatting an awful lot of crap, especially with the cricket starting. That's when my pretend knowledge really kicks in. I sometimes <laughs> think you don't tweet enough, though. I do, I do, I do retweet that. an awful lot. Um, I, I you know I look back I look back occasionally on my days. Output and realised that of the twenty-five or so tweets of that day, I've one of them was an original thought, where the rest of them were other people's work. I'm very generous in that regard. <laughs> Encouraging abuse as well. Love that. Cool. Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, Eighty-five thousand three hundred tweets. I just 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 the, throwing that the out. Most what, what is that? What is that? What is that like in terms of like a general ratio? Like how long has he been on? Who else? What? Of ratio have you got what's acceptable i don't I know what 85,000 I, I think i started in 2010 and the first 20,000 tweets were impressive because um i didn't have a smartphone or a tablet <laughs> so they were on my laptop so it was only literally when i came home from work that i could tweet so that was quite impressive <laughs> did it all have perfect grammar because you had to write on a cube keyboard oh it's, the grammar was impeccable something my my esteemed partner in crime means he can never attest to <laughs> what about you boys how can you get in touch um yeah i'm trying at chinese underscore lensman um there's a lot of apathy going on there a lot of rugby stuff you know you know i do that all over podcast as well so if you like your rugby Go and have a listen to that. It's better than this. <laughs> <laughs> Depends what you're or, into. Or is it? Is it a <laughs> Adam? Uh, I'm at AD Foxcroft because Adam Foxcroft was taken by some 12-year-old skater. I'm guessing he last tweeted about five years ago, so I'm, I'm doing some maths, and I think he might be 17. Do you still look at his Twitter? That's weird. You can uh, get me at Edmunds162. And to get the rest of this type of stuff, look at Long Snap Pod uh, on Twitter. I've been doing uh, some, I've tweeted some stuff this week. You have tweeted some stuff. There's been a few bits. I promise you, as we hit into the season, it's gonna, it will, it will kick off. I but promise you, it won't. Be, it absolutely we've, we've, won't. <laughs> no, but we've keep, been keeping it alive, and uh, you can listen to this on SoundCloud and iTunes. Tell your friends and all that. Right, Adam. Now, please, can we talk about some fantasy football? <laughs> or are you going to stop you with some other injunction? It is literally. <laughs> <laughs> headmaster in the crew Jesus Christ mate we do what we want no one's telling us <laughs> it's just words can we talk football can we talk fantasy football if we have to alright cheers well, hang, yeah, on, this hang is- on hang on Big Ben Bill Bennett Dak Prescott Fat Rob defensive players of idiot so fantasy football has everyone got a draft date set are people looking forward to it? Several. I well, I've well, already had one this year. Oh, what? You already it's drafting already? Talking about that's mental. It was a rookie. Is a rookie draft in a uh, dynasty league. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, oh, yeah. thanks, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I was a new team in it. It's a it's a, an Australian based league. But what they did was really cool. They had well, I say really cool. They, you know, as cool as fantasy can be. You know. 
Um, we had that is a high high. It, it was a twenty four hour offline draft, so you didn't all need to be there at once. So you made a pick. Next person gets twenty four hours to make theirs. So and it took about two weeks. So it's pretty good. There's always the people though who you know if you've got twenty four hours to draft will take twenty four <laughs> yeah, hours to out. draft. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's like you, the second pick of the draft, one player has gone. You have a whole <laughs> of the footballing free world available to you, but you really need to ruminate on this for an entire day. It's it's like, it, it directly to, mirrors to fair, the NFL, doesn't it? On like draft day, you know. Yeah. You know, Cleveland Browns are on the clock. They will take their 15 minutes. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah. They've already signed the player. He's got a house in Cleveland. You know, his mum, his mum's there having dinner at that moment. I actually am um, just, just changing the subject slightly. Um, regarding the Philadelphia Eagles, which I do, I'm prone to do occasionally, in 1987, um, when they were coming up to draft, and Brown had fallen to the pick. The, the Eagles went on the clock and the pick was announced within 45 seconds. That's how determined they were they were going to get him. <laughs> they weren't entertaining dra- trade offers. It was literally, he's dropped, get the bloody name called in. <laughs> Obviously, it wasn't televised back then because you, yeah, know, wouldn't yeah, had, yeah. you know, wouldn't have been able to talk to, you know, Pete Rosell, Rappaport man. or anyone else. Or, yeah, I love it, I love it. Like, I love it when they have those old drafts with Pete Rosell there and he's like, and we're the third pick of the NFL draft. <laughs> Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles select somebody. See, that's a Dougie, we're starting a long snap pod league. Why don't we, we talk about it? Yeah, we got a few entries so far. Uh, a few, a few randoms. There's a few from. Um, there's a couple of guys from the More Over podcast. We're gonna, you know, if if there is anyone that randomly listens to this because of Neil's presence, you are more than welcome to join our league. Uh, at the moment, it's, it's highly a, doubtful, though. You know, no oh, one listens to my podcast because of my presence. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, it's going to be a fourteen-team league. That's it. We've got some funky rules. We've changed the scoring system slightly to make defense more relevant, and and you know, uh, it'll be it'll be good laugh. It'll be good laugh, and it'll give us something to talk about. You know, because we need more to talk about during the football season. <laughs> <laughs> now is now is when we need it, which is yeah. what we're doing Cause, here. Because what people want in their life are three-hour podcasts. It's the future. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I listen to podcasts on double speed anyway. Yeah, I can't I'll do that. I do when, when I'm editing this. I do, but I can't. I can't do it. Do can you hear only... what they say if you do? If you do it, I can. Yeah, I, I for some it, it goes in perfectly. The only downside is that if I listen to a pod. And then, like, say I listen to one of Ross Tucker's podcasts, and then I interview Ross Tucker a couple of weeks later. I think he's talking ridiculously slowly. <laughs> You're Ross, <wrong. laughs> <laughs> mate. Have you? <laughs> You're right, mate. You, you know, he had a liquid lunch down. or something. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting ready to draft. Uh, what are people planning? How are you going to approach it? How much time are you spending reading? Is it too early to think about what you're going to do come the season? Oops. It's it's hard to it's hard to um put into words. Like I'm sure I'm not the only person. Neil, how many leagues are you in this year? Uh, this year, I'm, I know for certain I'm going to be in two redraft, and I'm in another two uh, dynasty. I'll probably add a few more in, but they pretty much all follow a similar format. So it means that my research, I don't have to be going mildly. You know, I don't have to say it's three hours on this one, and then yeah. there's three hours on IDP, and then there's th- you know I can pretty much. 
I can waste my time just doing the one batch of research and hopefully that'll cover <laughs> most of them. Yeah, I mean, like my that the the dynasty league that I I spoke to you about, um, that that is the most wacky league I've I've ever been in, involved in. There's as I, I think I said last week, I think we start almost twenty players. So you you start a full uh, you start defensive line linebackers safeties um, cornerbacks and then you start a kicker um, and then a full offense. So I'm not Blimey. entirely sure. Like that might just be a draft keep because it is a dynasty. You're almost you're sort of putting it on the back burner because mm. people are going to be less likely to be adding and dropping players when you when you get into redraft. You're looking at it's a stock, a stock set of information that you're looking at, isn't it? Yes. And so, in in that regard, the way I look at fantasy is I've I've kind of got over the whole snake draft thing and the and the redraft. It, it kind of I I, I I want to get from fantasy now like a little bit of almost like long termism because it, there's so much luck involved with a redraft snake kind of draft and fantasy process that it, it's pissed me off a little bit. <laughs> I mean, um, say my, my esteemed co-host, who I will keep referring to, but not by his name. He has been bantering us to do an auction draft um, for ages. And I've been in auction drafts and they are quite good because it eliminates the look of someone who's picking 12 and 13, getting two good players mm. and then, you know, pissing off for two, you know, for 20 minutes. The only downside of auction drafter is they're bloody long. Yeah, I chewed up. Well, our, our our league of record, mine and Craig's, Adam, Adam, we 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 voted down as a league this year expansion to fourteen teams from twelve. But Adam was uh, Adam's on the standby list. Should uh, that ever happen? Uh, the but um, we, the the amount of leagues I'm in looking like I'm going to be in this year. I'm not too not too well, concerned don't judge about it, Adam. that. Come on. We've, we've, no, no, you know, no. I just, name just was in specifically terms of mentioned. If you're too big for it, mate, then that's fine. <laughs> but whatever. But um, yeah, we that that league is a is a is an auction league, and I think <laughs> all it does is make you know you get those. All it does is make fantasy arseholes bigger arseholes because when they luck into like someone for three bucks, like whoever lucked into Devonta Freeman last year in an auction cannot look you straight in the eye and goes, oh yeah, I weren't ever going to pay more than six bucks for a Devonta Freeman. Yeah. Okay. If you had ever thought in the process leading up to that draft that you were going to draft Devonta Freeman, then you're some kind of savant because there's no one that did. You know, it just turns people into bigger arseholes in auction. I mean, I've seen people, I've, I've taken part in these auction drafts where people have auto-picked, you know, they've not been there and they've won the league because... Yeah. <laughs> the, the, everyone else I mean someone went in and decided you know okay I'm going to have I'm going to get LeSean McCoy I'm going to get Julio Jones I'm going to and so it's like well congratulations there's three very good players you've got uh, you've got Blaine Gabbert a quarterback and <laughs> the uh, the Browns defence yeah, and yeah, yeah. you know whoever appears you know whichever you know legless hack turns up for the Buccaneers to be kicker where someone else literally slept all the way through it woke up went oh I've got Matt Ryan and you know Matt Ryan and Devonta Freeman oh that's that's quite good I'll deal with that oh didn't spend all my money either so auction let's say again it's a little bit more luck a little bit luck but it's not as luck as redraft but again the problem is okay you've got two minutes for your pick okay here's my bid 
one minute, 55 seconds, I'll bid a pound more. Oh, go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true as well. And, and it gets even worse when you've got a bloke that has no intention of, of buying that player, but is just bidding people up. I did that to you a nah. lot last year, Craig. No, no, but it's good because people end up getting saddled with bullshit. Didn't Neil get caught? I, I was very specific when I approached my auction draft. It's all about value. And if I want someone, I'm happy to pay. But I won't pay over what I deem reasonable. It's being very, very strict. So personally, I do like people the get fact... get sucked in though, don't they? You, you can. And, that's, that, and then that's, that's a flaw. That's, that's your flaw as a man. If you get, if you get sucked in, you've got to make a decision. You've got to have an approach in advance. Uh, and but I do like the fact that if you want someone, you can get them. If you mm. want someone, if you think that player is going to make all the difference to your team next year, you can get them. And and I, I, that is attractive to me. I do. I do. I did like the auction. Uh, yeah, it takes fucking ages though. Jesus. Yeah, man. So what's the best format though? What is there? A, is there a perfect format? I don't think there is. Is there? Every, every whoever, whatever format you play, the person that wins it's always a tosser. Yeah, I've, I've won a lot of leagues, so I can certainly attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem I have is, and this is, you know, my, with you know, my league record, it's only an eight-team league anyway. It's so not there's a league, always then. loads on the waiver wire. I know, <laughs> I know. But it's, as, I mean, one of my, one of my, the people in it uh, did adopt the slogan a few years ago, um, hashtag anyone but Dutton. We've got that as well, mate. We've got that as well. His argument was that, I, if I write about it and I read up about it, I should win. And if I don't win, I must be a tosser. So there's, you know, it's I, I don't get much enjoyment. Well, that's bullshit. I get great enjoyment out of winning our league. Yeah, I, look, I, 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 I won three. Was it three or four games last year, Craig? I, I'd be. I think you're pushing it at four. To be yeah, but I beat the I'm league not. champion twice, didn't I? I beat the guy that yeah. won our league twice, and 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 to me that was that was all it needed. Did needs. you get a banner put up in your stadium? Yeah, no, exactly. no. Because, who, was it Martin? Who, did Martin that. Was it Martin that won it? No, no that was Martin. it. No, I won two games all season, and the only two games I won were against were against that guy from the league. You know, the anyone but Brown, and I beat him twice. It was you know, I, I think he's anyone but Dougie, Doug. I'll be honest with you. I'm pretty sure. Craig's <laughs> <laughs> just got his team name for the twenty seventeen. <laughs> Um, who's done an IDP league? Because I haven't. I've done one. One of yeah. my dynasty leagues yeah. is IDP. How, how, how's that? That's tricky. It is tricky. I mean, it's again, it's you have to differentiate between the type of player. Like this is going to go back to three years. Darrell Revis, everyone knew, was a great shutdown corner. But teams don't target him, so he doesn't get tackles. He doesn't get interceptions, so he doesn't right. score points. So it's better to find a player who, because basically IDP is one defensive line, one linebacker, and one secondary player. Uh, they've, uh, ESPN have changed it now to an edge player because it just used to be that your linebacker could be an outside linebacker or Patrick Willis and all that. So the key is you want pe- basically people who are going to, you know, they're going to make a lot of plays. So like um, a defensive tackle, you're going to want someone like Ndomakun Sue who's going to make lots of tackles. You want safeties and linebackers who make lots of tackles. Whereas the real stud players, you might think, I mean, um, Von Miller gets lots of sacks, but doesn't get an awful lot of tackles, at least he didn't a couple of years ago. Whereas JJ Watt got lots of sacks and lots of tackles. So straight away, you're like, well, yeah, okay, I'll take Watt over Miller. Um, but as I say, the likes of Richard Sherman, Patrick Peterson, Darrell Revis, you're like, yeah, oh, I've got them. Yeah, this will be great. And they give you absolute diddly for the whole game, season. 
Mm. I've come to the conclusion I do an IDB, IDP league which has two of each two of each position, if you like. So two um, linemen, two linebackers, two DBs. And I've come to the conclusion that the I mean, in agreement with a couple of other people in the league, that the DBs are a complete lottery. So if you get mm. a Richard Sherman, all that actually happens is the opposition don't throw to him. Mm. So he doesn't get he doesn't get the points that his his colleagues will. Yeah. So you you can pick up anybody, and it seems it just seems pot luck. Um, in that respect, the then, JJ for... Watts of this world are going to score points because they're exceptional and they're in a, a position that's more relevant. You can't just you're not necessarily just going to double team him. Mm. Um, but it was incredibly frustrating. Like you can't. It doesn't seem to be a cornerback you can pick up or a safety to a lesser extent. But it's the same. Well, on, on that position then, in this, uh, on the cornerback front, would it be wise to pick up someone that plays nickel corner that's going to be covering a slot receiver that's not potentially going to be going deep? It would have been the game enough. Be, they would be going no, but if they're they in are, on every in, down. If, if you're in three <laughs> yeah. wide receiver sets, you've got a lot of nickel on the field. Pick the slot receiver who's going to be covering the underneath routes or the tight end. They're going to get they a lot of get more more tackles. Yeah, yeah. So, I think that, that's the problem. I think it's with all the positions. It's do people get carried away with, I say, with cornerbacks? Do they get carried away with interceptions? And mm. with linebackers, do they get carried away with tackles or sacks? I mean, I say, if you're just getting points for, if you get more points for sacks, great, load them up. But if a, if a sack is worth the same as a tackle, I think I'd rather have like Luke Keekley than yeah. you know someone else, you know, like Whitney Merciless, for example, who just mm. gets sacks. So it's one of those. It's it's. I mean, almost you want to look at a team and say, okay, which has got the crap secondary that's going to get thrown at an awful lot? Because the Browns. I'm going to have a chance. Yeah, their cornerback is going to get a lot of tackles and might fluke a couple of interceptions. I know. I know. Pick that. sixes is what you want, don't you? The, yeah. The, mm. I, I remember I had a, a just by complete fluke the the Jags game at Wembley. I had the Jags lineman whose name escapes me, um, who got a pick six. And how many defensive linemen ever get a pick six? And it was a bit in about after about two minutes of the game, and it was the first game in the entire slate. And I just that that match was in the bag from that point. Well, I, no, I noticed from my my, my um, dynasty league that a lot. Well, I had three Cleveland Browns defensive line and linebackers in my squad, and they were all massively high scoring. And my initial thought was right, get rid of these. They're Cleveland Browns. They can't be very good. But then you think about it, and you go, well, they're a lot of time on the field. They're going to be on the field a lot. They make a lot of tackles. So it's it's almost counterintuitive to the whole way you think of fantasy, isn't it? You, you're going yeah. against the production. You're going, you're almost, re, you, you're trying to reward ineptitude. So I considering... Think you can do the same thing as when you're streaming defences. So you might stream the defence that's playing the Browns um, if, if that's the way you're going. You, you might do that with a lot of IDP positions as well. So, so you, you pick on a... Can, Considering um, all this talk around potential tactics and approach, um, should we go around uh, and talk about how you're going to be uh, approaching 2017 in your league of record? So there's a number of different uh, formats, but in your league of record, what are you saying? Uh, there's, last year, I think there was a big push um, a high expectation on wide receivers. It probably didn't deliver. Uh, history, five years ago, everyone wanted to load up on RBs. What, what, what's, what's the story right now? Uh, Adam, you want to kick us off? I think you definitely still want to load up on running backs. I mean, whether there are as many, especially if there aren't as many studs in there this year. 
Um, they're the the tricky positions to fill if you do, if you don't get um, a first rounder and something you know something else even in the, the second or third round. Um, I think that's still the case, part just because there aren't as many good ones, and those that are are more likely to get injured. Um, you know, a guy, a guy in that same IDP league is a bit infamous for just drafting running backs and then trying to trade afterwards. Um, and as much as stubbornness of everybody else stopped him doing that, it's actually not the worst tactic in the world because they've got a lot of value. I think one of the things that throws it in our league uh, this year is we've changed uh, the value of quarterback. So last year, Neil, you just mentioned a minute ago, you know, uh, in an auction league, um, people, you know, pay fuck all and managed to fall upon Ryan last year. And that's probably the case for the last two years. There was a bit of this undervaluing quarterback. Um, we've increased the uh, the risks around quarterbacks, so they get more points, but I think they also um, lose more for the INT. But it puts place a, more, a premium on the quarterback. So, you know, certainly for the last two years, if I've not been able to be in a whiff of, you know, Aaron Rodgers in the first round, then I've not looked at a quarterback certainly to a third, fourth, maybe fifth round or, or, or similar in terms of money and auctions. Uh, I think this year is certainly going to be a lot more of a market in our league for a quarterback. Good quarterback, good running back sets you up. I think as well, if, if you increase the the scoring for a quarterback, um, like if you make, like most leagues for some bizarre reason that's never been adequately explained to me, mm. a passing touchdown is worth four points. Well, I'm pretty certain the whole time I've watched the NFL, I've never, ever seen anyone throw a touchdown for four, four points. points. <laughs> uh, so if you increase it to six to make it mirror actual football, what that actually does is that... That, that basically brings all boats up. That makes even the average quarterback more valuable. Better, yep. So you can wait longer for them because over the course of a season, Aaron Rodgers is obviously going to be QB one, two or three and probably mm. one or two. But over the course of a season, he's going to have just as many big weeks as Andy Dalton, Carson Palmer or Cam Newton. And ultimately it's a week by week game. I mean, Frank Gore last season was was it running back eight, but had you know how many how many weeks did Frank Gore win a league win a game for you? So in the case of you know quarterbacks who are going to get you the you know weekly output, you can leave them till late, and you've got just as much chance of getting someone who'll win you your league as you would have taken Aaron Rodgers in the third round or something. I, th- I think it's as much down to the maths as anything, and just how many quarterbacks or competitive QBs there are available. Um, and there are just more than running backs. You get leagues. Leagues have two running backs and a flex, you know, depending on the, the numbers and one QB or the, your starters anyway. Um, so it's, it's as you say, it's much easier to get one lower down. There are there are more, of course, QBs that are going to score points. I mean, look at the quiz. You've got Alex Smith, the most average, average guy there is. Dougie, uh, oh, he's yeah. he's scored two hundred and forty six points last year. Yeah, what have you ever done? <laughs> I mean, my personal my personal philosophy is I I'm my first five rounds I want four wide receivers and a tight end in my first five. I don't want to run them back until me round six or set round six and seven. I certainly don't want to quarterback until the double digit rounds. And the problem, the good mental. thing is that is but, mental. I suppose the good thing is now though. I mean, 
you look, I mean, this is where, this is why something sometimes when you play Madden, it annoys me. Madden still thinks it's 2001 and one running back is going to get every single carry. Yeah. <laughs> so, it doesn't, it doesn't, so now we don't have workhorses. The workhorse running back is dead. You have teams that do have now a running back who's just going to catch passes. <coughs> Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott. See, that, that's, that's why I, the same reason, actually, I think that the top running backs, because are so valuable because there are fewer of them for that exact reason. Mm. But the but the thing that to remember is that Lev Bell and David Johnson they get looks in the passing game that Ezekiel Elliott is not going to get. So I the big three I would argue is actually just a big two. I'm not saying Zell, uh, Elliott's a bust, although as a Cowboys hater I hope he is. Um, hey, Zeke's if, the man, bro. I hate to break it to you. I called it early. Zeke is the man. Geez. Oh, he's. I promise if, you. If, if you win fantasy points for how many times you show your midriff in one season, he's, he's the MVP. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, you've got teams that, I mean, Danny Woodhead is not going to carry the ball 200 times, but he's going to get six or seven receptions a game. And especially if you play in PPR formats, that's hugely valuable because Elliot, you know, runs up, the, runs up the middle, he runs through the tackles, he takes a pounding. Now, I know he can cope with it, but Danny Woodhead, Chris Thompson, these satellite backs, as it were, they, they're never in the middle. They're not in the pit. They're not getting the crap kicked out of them and who knows what dragged on. So they can play on a bit longer because they're out in space all the time. And they're not, I mean, as I say, if David Johnson or someone has one of his monster weeks, yeah, that's going to win you a game. But if you've loaded up with the quality wide receivers, your running back only needs to chip in. And you don't want to run the risk of, I mean, I think it was 2013, the year of the terrible first-round draft of running backs. You had, like, CJ Spiller went down. Doug Martin was a disappointment. LeSean McCoy did absolutely nothing. It's like, oh, my God, this is my entire first round. My first two rounds are destroyed. So, oh, oh Antone Smith, that'll be lovely. Yeah, he'll, he'll win me something. No, he really won't. But I, while I understand the point that you make, I think there's a flip side to that in the... That year, particularly that year, 2013, 2014, the year of Megatron, whatever year that was, I went receiver heavy on that. Is that back by committee thing, uh, backs receiving in the, uh, out of the backfield? You look at the end of the season, it was Adrian Peterson who scored the most points that year. It was these backs, these workhorse backs. I think Adam has a good point. There is fewer of them, but there are these elite players, your Zeke's, your LaShawn McCoy's, your Jeff Bell's, who you cannot substitute 10 targets for 20 touches. I think you both, you both got valid points. You know, um, what I would say is, to win more fantasy games than you're going to lose, you need to score about 100 points a week. So it doesn't matter how you get to 100 points. If you think you can get to 100 points by drafting three wide receivers, a tight end, an amazing kicker, and a great defense, then that draft that draft strategy is as valid as any other. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, yeah. so <laughs> if you draft if you draft yeah. Aaron Rodgers, if you draft Aaron Rodgers first overall, you're guaranteeing yourself 20 odd points a week. So then you only need 80, 80 from the rest of the Are you saying that there isn't a surefire method to... No, no. <laughs> I am saying that, But what I'm saying is that you don't necessarily need to nail yourself to the mast with any one particular strategy. You, you, oh, you need yeah, to, you need to see true. it and react. And if some... It, you know, if, if the, the quarterbacks are all going, yes. then you need to react value. to that. Yeah, I think as well, it's, if you go in with, you know, this 
this is my strategy. You're going to lose because yeah. not everyone. I mean, I made a point. I say I'm going to go. I'm not drafting a runner back till round five. I'm not drafting a runner back to round six. I was in a draft two years ago. Oh, left bell round three. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, if I was that wedded to my philosophy, yeah. I just said no. He's a running back. I don't touch them. No, no, no. But I thought hmm, he's suspended for the first four. I'm not. It's not like oh, I've got Le'Veon Bell. Oh, that's it. I've got no points at running back this week. You're allowed to put people in. You know, this is a great thing that people always say. It's like, oh, you're losing then. Well, no, because I'll just put someone else in. You know, it's there's no <laughs> law against it. So if you have a strategy, you don't have to be wedded to it because the draft's a fluid event. You know, and not if say if everyone had the same ideas, it'd be bloody boring, and no one would bother doing it next year. So it's the fact that I mean. One of my leagues a couple of years ago, someone drafted the first tight end off the board, Richard Rogers. <laughs> now I know for a fact he thought it was Aaron Rodgers. Yeah! <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, that's the play. And, and it was like, what are you doing? And it was like, what are you doing taking him? He went, um, well, and I went, yeah, but look at all the tight ends who hadn't gone. And he tried to defend it. It was like, you, what are you defending? You saw Rogers, Green Bay thought. I'm in here and just click draft. There is not a chance in hell you thought I will take Richard Rogers yeah. over every other tight end. But because, given his due, he saw it and thought, ooh, the rest of this league's made a mistake and yeah. went for it. I'd love How it. How clever if it am I? He had that, <laughs> he had that, catch, that catch. Didn't they win the game on that end zone catch from Rogers? Uh, yeah, they did win a game on that, yeah. yeah. I think he was long since dispatched the waiver wire by that point. <laughs> we had, we had so a similar situation with uh, Steve Smith's. Where we had to oh, undo yeah. about twenty-five <laughs> picks when somebody went. Oh. oh, hang on a minute! I've picked the Giants one. I meant to pick the Panthers one. Can we go back? <laughs> like... There was one a couple of years ago. The the Falcons had two Jay Joneses. They did, didn't they? They did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, why is Julio just... Jones here in the fifteenth round? I'll have it. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't click draft. Click expand. Then draft. That's the way it should go. And if you take one tip away, that's 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 yeah, the one. That's yeah. that's my winning tip. I, I'll write an ebook on on that on that philosophy. So have before you, we, ha- sorry, have you done any mocks, lads? I've done loads of mocks. I haven't done one yet. It's the first year I haven't gone mock. Too early, man. It's too early for all that. I'm waiting till mid-August. Like, what are we doing? It's too early. Well, I don't know what's going on. It used to be bad when the mocks were, you know, you had to actually do it with live people and then you'd have yeah. these bas- bastards who'd come up, draft T-Bone oh. fourth overall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas now we can draft against a computer algorithm and as I dislike people, I, I-, I much prefer this. So... Can you actually play the full fantasy season with the computer algorithm? That might be more pleasurable as well. Uh, yeah, and, and certainly, you know, it's as well if you send an insult to it and you think, <laughs> no answer to that. Um, <laughs> as a, you know, as opposed to me sending out my usual name. The, pro- the, uh, problem, the-, <laughs> the problem with the algorithm is it doesn't account for people's stupidity. And that is what often fucks up any fantasy league. Uh, you know, you can't, you can't count. Yeah, like we've, we've, we've got a guy in our league who just, dra- like, if he doesn't know who to draft, his default is to just take a Baltimore Raven. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the problem with one that he knows <laughs> the problem with algorithms as a rule is as you say if they go wrong they can go spectacularly wrong like the Netflix algorithm yeah. because you watch Star Trek The Next Generation you may like Top Gear what? <laughs> <laughs> 
I know they were both on BBC Two, but it, 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 you know, although the, the weirdest one that was, will be the um, tenuous link. That will ooh, literally be it. The, the weirdest one was because you watched the Delta Force. You may like My Little Pony. Why? How dark has My Little Pony got these days? Do you know what I love about that? Is it gives you a percentage. You're about 46% My Little Pony. So. <laughs> <laughs> the, the My Little Ponies have held, you know, held, held um, US diplomats hostage over a drug cartel and they're sending Chuck Norris in to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fight with the ponies, man. They'll have you. Straight up. So, before we start... Uh, murder fools. Uh, Gabriel uh, and probably taking the next four to five minutes to listen to what Adam has to say in any other business, is there any fantasy fantasy shout that people want to be uh, responsible for here and now it's and have it in, uh, in, in airwaves history yeah uh, uh, Mr. Guest Mr. Blue Tick why, why don't you enlighten us well, there's, there's one player who I'm not going anywhere near especially at his current ADP and that's Tyreek Hill who's going in the fourth round um, I'm, you know, call me old fashioned I don't really think gimmick players are, are <laughs> the basis of which to build your fantasy lineup. Um, don't get me wrong yes he was impressive last year on you know limited work as it were but he wasn't even his most productive receiver at his college team and it's very unusual that players go from doing absolutely bugger all in college to becoming superstars the NFL so yeah fourth round unfortunately he didn't do bugger all in college just just saying no, no, no. He, if, if <laughs> um, I mean, especially as he's going in the in the early fourth round. He's Love going a couple of picks ahead. He's yeah. going a couple of picks ahead of Demarius Thomas, who's you know since 2012 he's had 6,846 yards and 46 touchdowns. Yeah, I think I'd rather have DT than Tyreek Hill. But the one-one, I will nail my colours to the mast on this this season, and I'm prepared to go down with this because it's funny, and also it's because it's tenuously linked to a TV show that got me through university. Quincy and Nunwa in the eleventh round yeah. is a license to print money. Whoop! The I, Jets have got to throw to someone. J E T. Let's go. <laughs> I, I had him on my squad all last year, and that dude can. Uh... Yeah, some all right games, man. There's no disease I wouldn't wish on that fella. <laughs> None. He's, he's, he's very berry. Now. He hasn't got, bowler. Yeah. It's, if it's not him, it's no one. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Okay. Nice one, Dutton. Where are you going? Do you want one from us? Oh, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a quick one, <laughs> and that that is that Derek Henry is is going to oh, out boring. his his teammate. It's, it might be boring, but. DeMarco Murray is going to go too high in a lot of leagues, I think. The problem is, is that Henry's going too high already. Yeah, man. That's he's going to go... But sure, he's not yeah, going he higher is. than Murray. No, no, Henry's going in the sixth round and this isn't a timeshare with the Titans, as you know. He <laughs> is the backup to DeMarco yeah, Murray. Exactly. So Murray's going to have to get injured for Henry to get a bigger role. And you're taking... You're t- people are spending a six-round pick on a, oh, it could happen. <clears throat> not for me. I like Henry. I mean, what do I, I I'm in on the Titans. It's about so. the, the injury for me. It's the, his, his age and the amount he's getting battered. I just I, I see it going more the way of a committee than it has been. I can't see that. I mean, uh, you do want to worry, of course, though, if, if Murray starts sitting next to the owner on the team flight. That's when you need to worry about Murray, you know, as an Eagles, <laughs> speaking as an Eagles fan. Um. I've I've got a slightly out there one for you, but when you get to round 
13, 14, 15, what you're left with. You're left with drafting players like, I don't know, Darren Sproles. Or, uh, you know, for the last 10 years, I think I've drafted, um, I, I drafted the Saints receiver, Colston. You know, he was always there at the end of the draft. What's the point? What is the point of doing that? Because they're not going to do anything and they'll be on the waiver wire by week six. Tops. If if they last the week six, they've done well. So, there are a lot of quarterbacks who are in and around. A lot of rookie quarterbacks this year, right? If they're still there at the end of the draft, pick them up, stash them, because one of those guys is going to go big. There's no way that all those... Exactly. There's no way that there is not going to be a rookie quarterback who goes crazy this year. So if you see one of them sitting there at the end of your draft, rather than pick up some no-mark wide receiver that plays for the Rams who's going to get 35 yards a game, pick up a... Pick up That's a, Taylor Austin. Yeah. <laughs> pick, pick up a rookie, a rookie quarterback, stash them on your bench because one of them will go big. I'm... Uh... I'm going to go for a, a nailed on one and uh, I, I have, it's not a sleeper yet. I think again, it's too early, but if you want to pick, I, I, I like going for a defense. I always try and pick the defense. I got it a bit wrong last year, but I do like to reach for a defense. If you can get the about those Browns, eh? <laughs> I, I definitely <laughs> did a bit of the Browns defense. <laughs> um, uh, you know, Rams went early in our draft last year, which was a bit of a mistake. But, uh, you know, if you can get the Texans defense, I mean, that has got to be money, hasn't it? Hasn't the defense just got to be money? I, I just can't see how Clowney, Merciless and what don't destroy everything. And they've improved the secondary. So if you want to spend the money, if you get lucky, if you if there's nothing on the board, certainly in their first two rounds, if picking at those eight and nine sort of picks, I think you've got a decision to make. I like the Texans. And the thing is as well, I mean, with fantasy scoring the way it is, it doesn't matter if they concede points because they're all going to, it's do they get sacks, do they get sacks. turnovers? And this is why the Patriots, you know, yardage-wise, the Patriots have been terrible for 15 years, but they take the ball away and they sack the quarterback. So, I mean, the good thing is what you say about the Texans. Last year, the defence was solid. It was still a good fancy option, but they had an awful lot of short fields because of the quarterback who looked like a giraffe who just learned to walk. Um, whereas now, all they need is competent quarterback play. Anybody. It's a shock hit. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, this, this leads me on something. I, I just wanted to ask you, I, something I wanted to ask you from our last, for the pod last week. We said we were having a, a discussion about quarterbacks in the NFL, and on that point, all they need is someone to get them over the line. If you took away all the quarterbacks' ages, right, and you lined them up, who would the Texans pick first overall? Out of every quarterback available now, yeah. Given given who is the who their coach is, it'd probably be Tom Brady. Uh, you can't pick any quarterback over Aaron Rodgers, but unfortunately, I begrudgingly accept the point that he's making. <laughs> we don't need to hear it again, though. Yeah. Oh, fuck I, off. Just, I've, I've had that discussion now with about fifteen people, and every person has said Brady. Because well, no. quarterback guru Bill O'Brien has been great with Tom Brady and. <laughs> No one else. Yeah. So obviously, <laughs> he's, you know, it's all down he's, to 
Bill O'Brien. It's exactly, you know. Don't you, listen. I yeah, game manager. Fine, he's accurate. He's a game you manager. Think, you don't. You're the only that, person well, in the world who thinks Tom Brady is a game manager. Okay, a glorified game manager. You do not. I'm telling you, on it, you put any football player apart from maybe Jerry Rice. You put you a pure football player. If you don't pick Aaron Rodgers yeah. first, I'll ask questions. I'm going to tell you I'll something now. The Texans ain't winning with Jerry Rice at quarterback. No, no way. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'd take uh, Jerry Rice now over Brock Osweiler. Yeah, 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 yeah. Straight up. A straight up swap. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, Neil, you got anything else? Um, no, I mean, I will be doing, I'll be churning out more stuff as it comes. So, you know, they can, anyone can follow me on Twitter. They'll see anything I, I shoot out. I do. I did have one out today at Rotoviz, um, my favourite dynasty by low, which again, further enhances how much I'm in on the Titans. It was Jonu Smith. Um, I saw I, that. I, yeah, that's that's optimistic. But I'm, I, I called him going to the um, to the Titans in April, though. So I was, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm I'm emotionally tired to him. Um, I've got one coming out um, slagging off Philip Dorsett. That should be on the Gridiron Expert. Um, and also one saying why David and Joku might just book the rookie tight end trend and actually be worth a pick this year. So hopefully they'll be out in the next few weeks. Sweet. Well, there are three three players whose careers have just been ruined. So thank you for that. <laughs> it's we can't all. It's, be, it's that tweet that yeah. tweet you sent the other day to Charles Dagnall and myself, where you were all in on the Bucks and the Titans. Yeah, and that I'm not not going to forget yeah. in a hurry. Yeah, burn, burn as hell, both of us. If if I'm going down in flames, I'm taking it. I'm like I'm like the um, the the Balrog or the Balrog <laughs> in Lord of the Rings. I'm falling into the flame and I'm reaching up and taking whoever down with me as I can. <laughs> <laughs> Although whether that makes you or Dagnall or uh, Gandalf, I don't know. <laughs> and the tens of listeners who are out there. Are you in? I want a league based on taking Adrian Peterson in like round six. Man like me. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, for purely time purposes, let's go with your any, any other business first. Oh. Oh, it's actually a quick one. Um, <laughs> he lies like that every I week. <laughs> All-Stars Cricket, I mentioned the other day, my, my six-year-old has been doing for the last eight weeks. This Sunday is the last week. It's been terrific. So ECB initiative, five to eight-year-olds to go and play cricket for an hour each week. And he has loved every minute of it. Um, but my only other business is ECB, if you set up a fantastic event or round the country scheme like that, and then at the, roughly the same time, you bring out three new kits for the England cricket team. How about you make at least one of them available for five to eight-year-olds? There's nothing, nothing that is for sale that we can buy for him. Um, to show his support for the England cricket team until he is, wait for it, eight years old. Poor, absolutely poor. And the problem is cricket shirts as well. I mean, having played once, I played one game of cricket wearing an England test shirt, never again. <laughs> My God, the abuse you get. The, some people yeah, that's got as an adult though, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, some people have got eyes like a shit-out rat. Literally, they can see a bit of kit that they can abuse from a mile off. And I wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> like I was preening, that. I wasn't wearing a cap and it was just a white cricket shirt. <laughs> Did you have sun cream under your eyes? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that's the, the, the definition of optimism, isn't it? An English batsman with sun cream on. Um, um, but 
it's I say for the most part, you get this cricket kit. You're not going to play in it. You're going to wear it as leisure. So I say fifty quid, you know, to you know, for something. My my little girls, bizarrely, can I have a cricket shirt, Daddy? No. Why not? It's too expensive. You can you know, wear the chef wear tea towel. Um, <laughs> isn't even available. No, and this is, this is, it, it is bizarre because it, it's as you say, it's make it cheap and sell loads of them. It's a license to print money. Yeah, look, as as the uh, as the self appointed stash monitor from the All Over podcast, and somebody who's currently wearing some British and Irish Lions match fit test playing shorts. As oh is. no. Um, <laughs> The cricket kits are dropping. There is no such thing as a good professional, you know, county cricket kit. They're all terrible. Why anyone would want one is beyond me. But wearing one on a Sunday, mate. Wearing an England shirt <laughs> on a Sunday. I wouldn't wear a, this down to the club, mate. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it was it was an elegant five ball dork I made up. It'd be like wearing Did white you... boots in the eighties. <laughs> do you wear a bow tie to your snooker club when you go down there <laughs> yeah. or, or a really oversized button up shirt when you go down the social club to play darts oh absolutely I'd also have to put on three stone as well but you know ultimately if that was the dress code I would have to do it uh, Adam is that you really done yeah that's me really done wow. oh wow I'm bit shocked taken aback don't really know what to do all this time you've given me uh, I'll, 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 uh... all right we massively overran everything yeah, else. We're, we're over, yeah, we're really over, and i can tell because the, the door is getting hot from the rage from yeah. my wife at the moment <laughs> <laughs> well I'll, I'll crack i'll crack on I'll, I'll move us on quickly then and uh, just that um obviously not been about for a little while american football's been completely off the radar um but what always happens every year around this time which is always a pleasant surprise Canadian Football League. It's mental. As, I don't know if anyone watches CFL. And I'll be honest, I've watched it for about four years and I watch it for about three to four weeks. They all play each other way too many times. However, uh, game's all right. Game's all right. Last two weeks, they had some unbelievable games. Watch game today. Uh, Saskatchewan. Yeah. Rough Riders. Rough Riders. <laughs> and uh, we peg Blue Bombers. And what a game. 14-point swing either way, OT. Oi! Big plays. Listen. If you, just, if, imagine, if, if, just imagine what Vince Young could have done for them if he played fish. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if, you, if you're missing full as much as, uh, as, as I am and, you know, you're a little bit bored, yeah, it's a bit weird. Yeah, it's kind of Canadian. It's kind of what you think about Canadians in full form. But it's an exciting. It's all right. Till, till, till we get some NFL. Well. They do it bigger, don't they? 12, 12 men aside, and then a hundred and ten yard field. Yeah, just changing and only rules. Three downs. Yeah. Three, three downs. downs, and you can move the ball through the end zone for a point. Orders. Orders. A rouge. Yeah. yeah, it's decent, man. Watch it. It's fucked up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go next. Uh, the British Lions. I haven't done a rugby any other business for a while, but man, the British Lions beat quite possibly the best sports team that has ever walked the face of the earth and people on Twitter still found reasons to moan about it well you not saying Irish British and Irish Lions for one I imagine well I only count <laughs> <Northern Ireland. laughs> any players from Ulster that count 
Um, oh, I don't know what you're talking about, but I do not want to drink yeah. a- Anyone listening in, I'm just a guest. Yeah, no, <laughs> I am not a guard. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, sectarianism. No, no, not the British and Irish Lions, the British and I, and I wear the clover on my, on my uh, replica merchandise with pride. Um, the British and Irish Lions were, and I'm going to say the British and Irish Lions now forevermore. Um, <laughs> They were the reason I got into rugby. Before I knew about Northampton Saints or that even England had a team, the first thing I remember about rugby is a British and Irish Lions tour. And I find it quite frankly baffling. And it and it's pretty and pretty sort of symptomatic of the, of the way Twitter's going at the moment that a group of players who have fulfilled a life's ambition by getting to play the All Blacks for the Lions in New Zealand and go down there and beat them after not being a team four weeks ago or six weeks ago, whenever it was to beat that team is quite frankly, amazing. Um, yet somehow Twitter finds a way to ruin it. And I, I'm not quite sure what people's beefs are. I've seen some of the most ill-informed, deliberately inflammatory tweets this week that I've ever seen. And I, I, I heard on the news today that Ed Sheeran's biffed Twitter off because he, he's getting picked on. It's not surprising. Like, Twitter in five years' time is just going to be full of the trolls. There's just going to be no one else left. Because if it weren't for the fact that we need it to promote this and promote my other podcast, I'd be off it. Because it, it, the people on it are just dicks, man, for the most part. Ed Sheeran looks like the kind of kid, though, would have grasped you up for stealing his rubber at school. No, he does. He does. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, yeah. And, and wet himself till he was sixteen. Just picking you up on something there. It's not about Twitter, but I, after the Lions game finished, I then went to Morrison's, did a bit of shopping, and there was a guy in there wheeling his trolley around, wearing a Lions top. And I went up to him and said, "That was that was a bit good, wasn't it?" Or something, something like that. And he went, "Well, oh, shambles, absolute shambles. That simping, shocking performance." Like, what? Yeah, if it would have been me, I'd have just gone, "Mate, you're an idiot." Take the shirt off. Like you shouldn't be wearing it. Oh, if, you only, if only you could block people in real life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe that's what we should. Maybe we should. Maybe we should instigate that. If you, yeah, what you should says, have done is just gone blocked and walked off. Yeah. <laughs> someone says something stupid, you can hit him with a trolley. What's <laughs> yeah. a far away? I tell you. Any, oh Christ on a bike! Nice, smooth, Doug. Neil, uh, I've had a lot of booze. Let me just finish by saying, sorry, can I just finish by saying that the last test is on Saturday. You've got to watch it. The most intense sporting environment. In it on at half seven? Half eight. Half past eight. Get up and watch it over your fry up, mate. You've got kids. Fry up? What are you talking about, mate? We love the planet over here. You know, quinoa (laughs) and fucking avocado, whatever it is you're eating. That's what we're talking about. You do well, yeah. if, you, if, if you cook like quinoa and avocado, if you put a lot of oil into the pan, it's easier to scrape it straight into the bin. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, take us up, mate. Um, you know, just obviously, you know, thank you, thank you for having me. I will, you know, um, I, I will stress that, you know, in, the, in in keeping with what is in my thoughts at the moment, Ben Stokes is not a test number five. That's ridiculous thing to do and Liam Dawson's not a spinner so I wish people would stop referring to him as such Fair, Fair. <laughs> Ben Stokes is a test batsman though Neil come on he is but it's it's the other one really oh he's a spinner no he's a slow bowler yeah. spinners have to spin it slow bowlers just bowl it slow I'm a slow bowler so I, 
I have been I've been accused that if I bowled full run up and I hit the stumps, it wouldn't dislodge the bales. Yeah, <laughs> that's how slow it is. I, I've but got I a theory on this now. I want to I want to know what you think, but I think Shane Warne and Murilithra and ruined spin bowling for everyone. Oh God, yeah. Because well, one spinners, take, spinners, spinners now, if they don't take six wickets a match, they're not good enough. You know, so you get a lot of spinners now, which who are running up bowling at sixty five miles an hour and not turning the ball. You know, they're not I mean, spinners. They're, they're yeah, very Bish, slow, dibbly-dobbly bowlers. Yeah. Bisham Beddy once said, and, you know, I will defer to Bisham when it comes to spin bowling, I would rather be hit for four with a ball that spun than bowl someone with one that didn't. Yeah. And obviously, you know, I'm sure captains and coaches would rather you didn't. But <laughs> if if you're saying, okay, spin the ball, well, okay, if I spin it, it's going to get my, it gives a bit more option to score. Okay. Ball leg stump darts at 60 miles an hour. Okay, you won't go for any runs, you won't go for any wickets. Well done. You're a T twenty specialist. T twenty T twenty specialist just means you average thirty with bat and ball these days. So, you know, so. It, it doesn't help that every pitch you play on these days is an absolute road. Mm. You know. So we're gonna end that with a bit of cricket talk, which to be honest with you, I have no fuck all about. Who watches cricket anymore? <laughs> There's crazy. no idea for us. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Go and watch the NFL. Uh, right, listen. Um, catch us on Long Snap Pod uh, at, on Twitter, SoundCloud, Long Snap Podcast, iTunes. Uh, round of two handles. Then Adam, Ad Foxcroft, Dog, at Chinese Lensman or at Moreover Podcast. At our very own blue tick, Neil Dutton. At end up the 13th. Nice one. Uh, back at some point soon. Uh, this is Longstack Podcast. Nice one. Cheers, boys. Cheers. 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 Cheers.